الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله So carrying on with the different types of things that constitute shirk, the different types of acts that are all considered from the types of shirk, today we come to At-Tanjim. At-Tanjim, it is in relation to stars, astrology, various things that are connected to that. And we'll come across those now as we uh, read from this section. Huwa kama arrafahu ba'adhu al-muhaqqiqin bi'annahu al-istidlal bil-ahwal al-falakiyya ala al-hawadith al-ardiyya ka'awqat hubub al-riyah wa maji'u al-matr wa zuhur al-har wa al-bard wa taghyir al-as'ar أو حدوث الأمراض أو الوفيات أو السعود والنحوص وهذا ما يسمى بعلم التأثير It is when people claim that there is a link between what happens with the stars and the movements of the stars and the appearance of the stars and the disappearance of the stars they believe there is a connection between all of that and what happens on earth. So they believe that due to a certain star or movement or appearance or disappearance, deaths occur in the world. Or that due to the stars and the constellations and the movements, appearance, disappearance, that rain falls on the earth due to the link to this or that in the stars or that cold or heat appears on the earth because of this or that within the stars and their movements and their appearance and their disappearance or the way that the wind comes how people believe that these illnesses or death or cold or hot or rain that these things are linked to the stars and the movement of the stars and the appearance and the disappearance of stars. They believe there is a link between that and the affairs of this world and what happens in this world. Of course, we know there is no link in that regard between people dying and the stars and their movement or the rain coming and the stars and their movement. So the Shaykh says, وَهُوَ عَلَى نَوْعَيْنِ النوع الأول أن يدعي المنجم أن الكواكب فاعل مختارة وأن الحوادث تجري بتأثيرها The first type is when a person believes that the stars the celestial bodies are independent 
independently impacting upon things, that they are independently creating an impact upon the worldly affairs and what is occurring. In that case, clearly by consensus of the Muslims, that person has committed kufr. To believe that the stars themselves independently have this ability to impact on the affairs of the earth. Because that is essentially believing that there is a creator other than Allah. And it is believing that something, someone has an impact and ability to control what occurs in the creation, in the kingdom of Allah, without the will of Allah or the decree of Allah. When they believe the stars themselves are independent bodies that have impact and control upon what occurs, that is clear association of partners alongside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second type, Al-Istidlal بمصير الكواكب واجتماعها وافتراقها على حدوث الحوادث وهذا لا شك في تحريمه The second type is when a person doesn't believe that the stars and the celestial bodies are independent actors controlling and impacting on things but they believe that the stars in their movements and their constellations, they're coming together, separating movements of the stars. They do impact upon the creation or upon the occurrence of occurrences. That those movements are connected to things happening on this earth. This is clearly haram to believe that. لِأَنَّهُ مِنِ الدِّعَاءِ عِلْمِ الْغَيْبِ Because it is claiming knowledge of the unseen وَهُوَ مِنَ السِّحْرِ أَيْضًا And that is also from the types of magic Believing that the stars, their movements, etc. impact upon what is happening on the earth That there's a connection and a link and a relationship between them This is a type of magic to believe in those things كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم just as the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said من اقتبس شعبة من النجوم فقد اقتبس شعبة من السحر زاد ما زاد that whomsoever takes on learns an aspect of the stars the astrology and the constellations and the movements whoever looks into that and studies that and delves into that then he has taken on board or uh, assimilated an aspect of magic because those individuals when they take on that type of knowledge of believing how the movements are connected to things happening on the earth then that is the problem. 
just the actual movements of the moon of the new moon appearing and the, the moon disappearing the middle of the month when the moon is full knowing where the stars are just having that basic knowledge isn't the point here that's clearly okay nothing wrong with that you have for example the north star so everybody the sailors on the ships they look to find where the north star is so they know which direction they are going nothing wrong with that the moon and the crescent and when it appears and the numbers of days and when it's going to appear these types of things again are known generally are known and there's nothing wrong with that but the point and the problem is where people have knowledge of those affairs thinking and linking them to the events of this earth one obvious example is the star signs an obvious example is the star signs where they write those horoscopes in the horoscopes the star signs they say if you are Sagittarius or if you are Cancer or if you are uh, Pegasus is it all these different ones the different types then they say this is going to happen to you and that's going to happen to you and some good luck is going to happen to you this month and you know, somebody special is going to come into your life this year and all of these predictions they make in those horoscopes in those star signs those horoscopes and star signs that are based upon your birthday if you are born in a particular time to a particular time a date to another date then you are assigned a particular star sign and a next month to the next month another star sign and then on those star signs they write down predictions of what's going to happen for you this month next month etc so that there is clearly claiming knowledge of the unseen it is claiming knowledge of the unseen and it is all lies all of it is lies in those star signs and horoscopes and it is impermissible for a person to read them even if a person says I'm only reading them out of interest I'm only reading them out of curiosity I don't believe in them it is haram still to be reading into star signs and horoscopes because they are exactly this what we are talking about how the people believe star signs and star constellations they have an impact upon your lives and what happens in your lives in this world you are a particular star sign then this month is going to be good for you but if you're another particular star sign this month something strange or bad is going to happen so be careful all of that is lies that they have built upon the connection to star signs and constellations. And magic, as we know, as we've mentioned, is haram by the evidence of the Quran and the Sunnah and the consensus of the scholars. عن طريق الاستدلال بالنجوم من ادعاء علم الغيب الذي استأثر الله بعلمه 
and to claim to have knowledge of future events, to claim to have knowledge of future occurrences via these signs from the stars, via these evidences, so-called evidences they extract from star signs and constellations, then that is claiming knowledge of the unseen, knowledge that Allah has kept to himself only. It is a claim. You are claiming to be a participant with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his knowledge, a knowledge that he is singled out with, claiming that by looking at the stars and the signs, you can work out what's going to happen. You can work out what will happen to this person in his life and that person. This is all claiming knowledge of the unseen, which is specific to Allah alone. أو تصديق لمن ادعى ذلك Or if a person doesn't do it himself but believes somebody claiming that stuff, believes somebody who claims knowledge of those things, then all of that ينافي التوحيد. All of that contradicts and opposes توحيد, the توحيد of a person. لِمَا فِيهِ مِنْ هَذِهِ الدَّعْوَ الْبَاطِلَةِ Because of what is within it from this false claim. This false claim that the stars, they are connected to the events of this world and that you can work out what's going to happen in the future via the stars and their signs and their movements. قال الخطابي, one of the scholars of the past, he said, علم النجوم المنهي المنهي عنه هو ما يدعيه أهل التنجيم من علم الكوائن والحوادث التي ستقع في مستقبل الزمان أوقات هبوب الرياح ومجيء المطر وتغير الأسعار He said that knowledge of this type of astrology which is haram, which is prohibited, is where somebody claims to have knowledge of those stars that connects it to the events of this world that are going to happen in the future. They believe those constellations and star signs give them information about what is going to happen in the future in this world. For example, about the winds and when the winds will occur, when the rain will fall, what will occur to, to prices, etc. Various affairs of this world and the changes that will occur. They believe they can guess the future, work out the future from the stars and the constellations. وَمَا فِي مَعْنَاهَا مِنَ الْأُمُورِ الَّتِي يَزْعِمُونَ أَنَّهَا تُدْرَكُ مَعْرِفَتُهَا بِسَيْرِ الْكَوَاكِبِ and other than that from the affairs of the unseen that they claim can be understood and known by looking at the movement of the stars and their constellations and their orbits and how they come together and how they separate. يَدْعُونَ أَنَّ لَهَا تَأْثِيرًا فِي 
they believe that these stars have an impact upon the affairs that are low down, i.e. this earth. Stars are above and we are the lower down compared to the stars. So they believe those stars and their movements impact on what happens in this earth. وَهَذَا مِنْهُمْ تَحَكُّمْ عَلَى الْغَيْبِ وَتَعَاطٍ لِعِلْمٍ قَدْ اسْتَأْثَرَ بِهِ اللَّهِ وَلَا يَعْلَمُ الْغَيْبَ سِوَاهِ So by doing this they are claiming or attempting to have some claim or stake in the knowledge of the unseen and some claim or stake in the knowledge of Allah which Allah has kept to himself only and nobody has that knowledge besides him. قال البخاري في صحيح الإمام البخاري mentioned in his book صحيح البخاري قال قتاده he mentions that قتاده from the salaf said خلق الله هذه النجوم لثلاث الله سبحانه وتعالى created these stars for three reasons Allah created the stars for three reasons. Zinatan lissama, as beautification for the sky, for the heavens, as beautification. Also, warujuman lishayateen, as pellets against the shayateen. The story that, or the narration that we mentioned about the jinn climbing on top of each other's backs and then the shooting stars strike them. They are missiles. Missiles against those shayateen. And they are signposts that you can be guided by. For example, like we said, the North Star. So you find that and you know that is the direction of north. And therefore the opposite is south. You can work things out by the stars and their positions, knowing what direction to go in. And that is well known, particularly in the olden days to the sailors on the oceans, that they would use the stars to work out which direction they are heading in. فَمَنْ تَأَوَّلَ فِيهَا غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ أَخْطَأَ وَأَضَاعَ نَصِيبَهُ وَتَكَلَّفَ مَا عِلْمَ لَهُ بِهِ And whomsoever claims that the stars have within them or associated to them anything more than those three purposes, then that individual has erred that individual has then erred and he has lost his portion. Particularly that often refers to your portion in the afterlife. That you've committed kufr, believing all these types of things. And he has burdened himself with that which he has no knowledge of. وَأَخْرَجَ الْخَطِيبُ عَنْهُ Al-Khatib, another one of the scholars of the past, Al-Khatib al-Baghdadi, أَنَّهُ قَالْ وَإِنَّ أُنَاسًا جَهَلَهُ بِأَمْرِ اللَّهِ قَدْ أَحْدَثُوا فِي هَذِهِ النُّجُومِ كَهَانَ That ignorant people, those who are ignorant of the ruling of Allah, they have 
invented regarding these stars sorcery those ignorant individuals basically invented sorcery into the stars saying that if a star does this or that or moves in this way or that way or appears or disappears then all of that indicates that this is going to happen or uh, that's going to happen or somebody will be short or tall or this color that color good bad that they believe basically those stars and their movements and constellations they directly link to what appears on this earth from tall short this that all of these things are linked to the stars and how the stars are and that of course is what we are discussing here it is impermissible to believe that and it is haram it is shirk aqul shaykh al fawzan wa min al khurafat al batilah ma yarwijuhu al dajjalun fi ba'd al suhuf wal majallat min dhikr al bakht wal nuhus wal su'ud yaliquna dhalika bi hisabat al buruj wal nujum this is what we spoke about before the star signs the star signs the horoscopes that people write in the newspapers and in the magazines where and the various different journals magazines whatever it might be some of the dajjalun those extreme liars who write these types of connections to the stars and the movement of the stars and the sudaj the the naive people the naive ones they read those and they believe those things those naive individuals they believe these horoscopes and these stories being told to them regarding what's going to happen to them so that is all haram and it is impermissible to read those things or to get involved in those things we'll just pause for the prayer then and then we'll carry on after the prayer inshallah Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. The next statement here mentioned by Al-Khattabi again, is to highlight that in this topic, we are not saying that everything about the stars is haram. We just mentioned the hadith before that there are three purposes to the stars, beautification of the heavens, and missiles for the shayateen and guidance signposts to be guided by so there are purposes to the stars that are known that Allah created them for an example of that al-khattabi mentions here wa amma ma yustadallu bihi min an-nujum ala jihat al-qiblah فَإِنَّهَا كَوَاكِبْ رَصَدَهَا أَهْلُ الْخِبْرَةِ مِنَ الْأَئِمَّةِ الَّذِينَ لَا نَشَكُّ فِي عِنَايَتِهِمْ بِأَمْرِ الدِّينِ وَمَعْرِفَتِهِمْ بِهَا وَصِدْقِهِمْ فِيمَا أَخْبَرُوا بِهِ عَنْهَا He says, as for what is extracted as an evidence from the stars, to determine the direction of the Qibla, for example, then that is something the people of knowledge and experience have mentioned and they've highlighted 
that particular stars in their fixed places indicate towards the direction of the Kaaba. They are witnessed and seen in the direction of the Kaaba when it's visible and when it's not, they are there. So that is something through experience it is known. Certain stars are over there in this direction and certain stars are over there in that direction. And so they may have a knowledge and an experience that certain stars, when you see them, then you know that's always the direction towards the Qibla, for example. That's okay. That's like the signs, the signposts that you are guided by. So then the Shaykh, he mentions, uh, فَإِنَّ عَقِيدَةَ الْمُسْلِمِ هِيَ أَعَزُّ شَيْءٍ عِنْدَهِ لِأَنَّ بِهَا نَجَاتَهُ وَسَعَادَتَهُ فَيَجِبُ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَحْرُصَ عَلَى تَجَنُّبِ مَا يُسِئُ إِلَيْهَا أَوْ يَمَسَّهَا مِنَ شِرْكِيَّاتِ وَالْخُرَافَاتِ وَالْبِدَعِ لِتَبْقَى صَافِيَةٍ مُضِيئَةٍ The most important thing, the most honorable and greatest thing that a Muslim has is his aqeedah. The pure aqeedah, that is the greatest thing that you have because it, via it, is your salvation and your happiness. And so it is binding upon a Muslim that he must strive and work hard to make sure that he stays away from all things that go against that aqidah or do harm to that aqidah from all of the different types of shirk and misguidances and innovations so that the aqidah you are upon remains pure and enlightening. Pure and enlightening. And how are you going to do that? That is going to be done بالتزام الكتاب والسنة وما عليه السلف الصالح By clinging on to that which is in the Quran and the Sunnah and that which the righteous, pious Salaf were upon ولا يتم ذلك إلا بتعلم هذه العقيدة and you're not going to be able to stick to the Qur'an and the Sunnah and upon what the Salaf were, except by learning this Aqeedah, this true Aqeedah which is taught in the Revelation and was practiced by the Salaf. And also to know what opposes the true Aqeedah from the false types of Aqeedah people have distorted aqaid, distorted beliefs that people have. لا سيما وأنه قد كثر اليوم في صفوف المسلمين من يحترف التدجيل والشعوذة والتعلق بالقبور والأضرحة لطلب الحاجات وتفريج الكربات Especially, it's even more important these days to know the true aqidah because there are so many amongst the Muslims, so many people in amongst the Muslims 
who bring about all types of lies and fabrications and uh, uh, types of magic and sorcery and various types of evils and they connect the people to graves and to shrines uh, teaching them to seek their needs from the dead and to seek escape from difficulties from the dead seeking ways out of the difficulties that they might be in in their lives by making dua to the dead in their graves just like what the first early mushrikun used to do that's what people are propagating these days and maybe even worse on top of the fact that they take their Sufi Imams and their misguided Imams as like lords besides Allah like we spoke about before they make haram and halal and all types of things which are not in the Quran and the Sunnah they blindly follow these Imams of theirs they legislate for their followers that which Allah has not given permission for into the religion. So there is no might, no power except by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That brings us to the end of the section regarding the stars or the first section regarding the stars. The second section is also still linked to the stars. But now it's a slightly different or subsection or a different type of section on it regarding how they used to believe that the rainfall comes as a consequence of the stars and the constellations. So the Shaykh has mentioned a specific chapter on that section, but we'll do that next time. And we'll leave open this final time now for any questions. Anything else anybody wants to add because that often always ends up taking quite some time. So this time we'll leave a bit more time for questions and whatever anybody has. Ta'thir is where they believe that the stars impact upon what happens in this earth. People start dying, they say it's because of the stars. They have impacted on these deaths occurring. They believe there is a link and an impact from the stars to the events of the world. That's ta'thir. Anything else? Weather forecast, it's not the stars though, but just weather forecast. Generally, just weather forecast isn't a problem. That's just like if I go outside now and I see a big black cloud over there, I say it looks like it's going to rain. I've given you a weather forecast. Just because of what's physically there, you can see it. You can see the clouds are there. When they make the forecast, it's because of the physical things they see. They see the clouds in, for example, whales. In the satellites and everything, they see the clouds, many of them in whales and it's raining. And they see the wind, you can test the wind which way it's coming. They can see the wind is coming towards the northwest from the whale side. So then they can predict their weather forecast that soon in a few hours it's going to rain in this northwest area. Just by looking at the physical factors, there are clouds over there, 
big, heavy, thick, raining. The wind is blowing in our direction. We estimate the time of the wind, everything, maybe in two hours, it's probably going to be raining here too. That's just the estimates from the physical things they see, which is known. You have clouds, then that is the means that Allah has created for the rain to occur. And other things like that too. If, if they see now, for example, the clouds from their satellite and things, the clouds are all clearing away. And there's a big empty gap behind them. So then they give the weather forecast estimate, tomorrow is going to be a sunny day. Because they can see all the clouds have disappeared. Estimate, it's only an estimate. Maybe tomorrow some clouds will appear. Many times they say to you it's going to be a sunny day. And actually it's overcast and there are clouds. So these are just estimates from the physical things they can see. And that isn't a problem. That isn't knowledge of the unseen. Mm. Mm, yeah. No, th okay, that we're going to do next week. But that is too much. That's going beyond what's permissible then. Now they are believing because of this star, when it appears, the rain comes. It's not because of the link. It's maybe the season. The season is the way it works. But you can't link it to the star. We're going to do that in detail next week about the Anwar, inshallah. Haram. This is all from the knowledge of the unseen when they read your palms and they say this and this and that's going to happen and your line is here and line is there. That's all haram. It's all from this type of magic and sorcery and fortune telling. It's impermissible. It's types of shirk. Yes, there's a hadith, a clear one. When the eclipse occurred, it was when the son of the Prophet ﷺ, Ibrahim, died and the people said, the eclipse has occurred because of the death of Ibrahim as like honor to him, etc. And the Prophet told him, this eclipse does not occur because of the death of anyone or the birth of anyone. So associating eclipses to deaths and births, it's an impermissible aqidah to have. Now out of interest, just out of interest, then it shouldn't be done. Because a person isn't going to know where to stop and what is okay and what isn't. Just out of interest, you should not be reading into these details of stars and astrology and astronomy and all these affairs. It's enough general knowledge about things, but to look into more detail than no. Uh, even now with their science and their details anyway, it's all, uh, you know, for the, the, the information that they give. It is their general assumptions about things. Uh, before we used to have, was it nine planets, and now there are eight planets. One planet disappeared, it's no longer a planet. They changed the definition, it's not a planet anymore. And even some of the things that they believe in science, it is not correct anyway. They believe that the sun, it stands still. And that all of the planets go around the sun. And they orbit around the sun, and the sun stands still. But we know that the sun does not stand still. It moves, and that's mentioned in the texts. And this isn't something strange. People say, but all the science, and they proved it, and everything. There are so many kuffar scientists who make research papers about these things. So many scientists who are not Muslims. They're not basing it upon the Quran. They are basing it upon their science, and they'll tell you this is wrong, what they've given you. This model of the sun not moving and all these things. So there's a lot of things which their science is not in line with what is in the revelation anyway. You learn the basic, what they have to teach you for your curriculums and everything, and that's it. 
More than that, there's no need for interest in those things. Well, that's exactly it. It's haram. It's not because of that. Your behavior is not like that because you are a Pisces or you're this or you're that. It's not any of that. that. That's exactly what we're talking about. You can't link star signs to what's happening in this world and in your life. You can't say your behavior is like this because you are this star sign or that star sign. Completely haram. That is exactly what's impermissible. No, no, there's no gut feeling. If you have some clear signs about things, then okay. This we spoke about last week a little bit. There's no gut feeling. If there's something real, like it's a day where it's very foggy, icy outside. So now you have a, a slightly worried feeling about having to drive 40 miles to go somewhere. That's fair enough. Now there's something real, a reason for it. There's a reason, it's foggy, it's icy, everything. You've heard about three accidents happened yesterday. So now you have a, a worry about that. That's okay, that's real. So then you might decide, I'm not going to go today. That's okay, that's because of real factors, actually what's happening. And it is dangerous because of the ice and the snow and everything. So that's okay, that's no problem. But just one day, nothing wrong. And you have, you know, I have a gut feeling today, I, I don't know, I shouldn't go. Just a gut feeling for no reason. And that's not correct. That's not correct. For what reason? There's nothing there then. Has to be some reason for it. Never heard the scholar say anything about global warming. But it doesn't, uh, it's not a problem. You could say, yes, it is. It may well be. That could be okay. There's no contradiction in anything. Because that could be the means that Allah has made for certain events to occur. Maybe. That could be the means, like they say about the ice caps melting and everything. Obviously, that's going to melt when the heat increases. That's obvious. So there are certain things which are occurring because of heat and whatever and temperatures and the carbon footprints and all these things that they talk about. Yes, it's known. The gases and fumes and everything else. And maybe those things are the means that Allah has created for these events to occur. Maybe some of them where there is proof that something is linked to something. Polar ice caps melting because heat is increasing. Direct link. That's obvious. But only if there is some obvious link. You can't say uh, uh, some event has occurred because of global warming and there's no proper link and you can't explain why global warming would have an impact on an earthquake or something. If you can't explain it, then no. But where there's clear, obvious links, then no problem. That's just a means that Allah has created for these events to occur. The ayat in the Quran that it talks about only Allah knows what is in the womb of a mother. But now, even before the child is born, you can do the ultra scan and all those things, and you can see the baby moving, the heartbeat happening, everything. So then how does it how do we explain the ayah in the Quran where it says only Allah knows what is in the womb of the mother? Now they, they tell you everything, everything. They can see the heart beating inside the womb of the mother. They can see the shape, the baby moving, oh, everything. So what is hidden now? Where it says in the Quran, only Allah knows what is in the womb of the mother. Because the knowledge of Allah regarding what is in the womb of the mother isn't just that physical knowledge. The physical knowledge, we can do it now. The scans and everything, you can see it all. But how long will that child live after it is born? If it is born. How long will it live? What will its rizq be? 
What will its end be? Hellfire, paradise. What will be the decree of its life? Scientists tell you any of those details with a scan? That's the point. They don't know what's this baby, what this baby is, what's going to happen to it, its life, its span, its risk. They don't know any of the details. They just show you the picture. That's the baby. And that's it. They don't tell you any of the other details, all of those other details about this newborn, what, is, uh, what his life will be. Will he be from righteous, pious, disobedient? Will it be, how long will he live? Where will he die? All of the details about that baby, they can't tell you any of those. That is the knowledge of the unseen of Allah regarding that fetus, regarding that baby. That's for just the picture scan, you can see, you can see. So that's the difference. Last question then. Mm. A shooting star, that is what the scholars highlight because the shooting star is what is being mentioned of the uh, missile hitting the shayateen, the narration about when they climb on top of each other's backs. I don't know of any opposition to that. A shooting star is and can be associated to that narration. It can be. It is the shooting star with that narration of the shayateen climbing on top of each other's backs and they are sent as missiles against them. It is possible. And there will be scholars who have given this tafsir of that, that this is possible. This is the shooting star for that event which is being mentioned. It's possible. The ongoing thing, that's where the debate is. The ongoing thing is the debate. Is it even now, if we see the shooting star now, is it the same explanation as it used to be before or not? That there's maybe some debate about it, whether you can say it now or not. But even now, Allah alam, but it's, it's possible still, because the revelation has stopped. But this isn't revelation coming down to us. This is the whole point of it is they are stealing, eavesdropping. So it's potentially possible, but there is a debate about that, whether it occurs now as well or not. But in those days, early days, the many scholars will have mentioned that this is the meaning of the shooting star. Hmm. We'll have to stop. Time is short. We'll carry on. Uh, next week is normal, I think, yeah. Next week, normal, 7 p.m., inshallah.